And welcome to another special edition of the Varangian Heresy podcast. My they're name, as always, editions. well, they're all very, we're all very special. I don't know if that counts as special editions, but uh, special for sure. Um, yeah, tonight is our episode um, where we prime Lincoln. We start pumping that ha- the handle up and down as we prime ready for Lincoln, which is literally going to be in a couple of days after this drops. So it's my good self, uh, your hostess for the mostest, Jody, and the crown prince himself keeping you warm tonight is Freddie. How you doing, bud? Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Fine. Fucking naked. <laughs> fine. L- living your best life or, or living your life on as little sleep as possible. Yeah. Uh, well, sleeping is for the week. <laughs> sleep when you're dead sort of feeling? Yeah, kind of. Hmm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, keep keeping the country safe and keeping the heresy strong. It takes all the hours of the day. I know. All the 25 hours in a day. Uh, eight days a week, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yes, we are here to talk all things Lincoln. So, um, we're going to basically blitz through, well, as we, we do, we'll probably get distracted, ramble off in different directions, and then come back to what we're going to do. But we're here to talk about Lincoln. Uh, the second event in the the 2019 event series building off a very strong first event at gothcon um and we're, we're sort of careering into the second stage of the narrative and yep. i think that that's where we've got to start freddie i mean you 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 are the man you've literally written the entire narrative for this year um yeah, well, <laughs> and that's that's what you've been doing on day day nine and the 26th <laughs> hour of every day yeah, exactly. uh, so to let, just take us take us through sort of remind us what happened ish at the end of at the end of the last event and bring us into Lincoln the slaughter at Vacatus. Yep. Uh, well, seeing as uh, I, I won't spoil what's going on, what's going to happen at this event, but uh, no. what I can do is I can tie up what's been happening up until now because exactly. obviously the first chapter is out, so it won't be any spoilers. Either people have read it, or they haven't, or they won't. Yeah. That's great. It's not good. You're either on, on board, or you're trying to grab on by your <laughs> exactly. fingertips, but you're one way or the other right now. Yeah. So so basically, this year event series is takes place in the the Varangian system. <laughs> Big surprise. What 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 amount of uh, fantasy we have here <laughs> coming up with <laughs> names? <laughs> To, to be fair, to be fair, you just need that extra fifteen minutes to go on the sci-fi name generator. But there is literally only so much you can do in a day. Yeah. And anyway, so the the Varangian system consists of uh, a couple of planets. Uh, the first one is Amara, and that's where we kind of had our big uh, showdown uh, at Gothcon. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the se- the second planet in line is Vokatus. Then you have Raltec, or actually, Raltec is the is the <laughs> the gas giant and then it has right Raltech prime which is where most of the things happens and a couple more moons and then we have port oculus yep. which is uh, kind of like the system capital so to speak and then we have the oculus beacon which is our very important um astropath uh relay beacon for the entire system that's where like the most part of uh how would you call it? Like the subsectors, astropath uh, communications goes through yeah. this channel. May or may not have important things to do with everything. Who knows? Yeah, may or may or may not. Have. Some shit happened there. Uh, so, <laughs> so basically, so basically, the the this takes place around roughly two or two two and a half years into the heresy. So we kind of post Istvan five. Uh, shit has happened. I think it's just post. Um, them taking over um, oh shit what's it called again now I've got a mental blank the big fucking space station thingy that big, may or may not be Sinos construct that and thing yeah that one now, now uh, everyone um, is screaming um, <laughs> the Coralite yeah. Deeps the, the thingy out, out there yeah that one um, 
God fuck. damn it. <laughs> right. Fuck. Never mind. I'll, I'll come back to it. But yeah, people it, it'll kick are back screaming now. But uh, anyway, so it, it's kind of like when the Death Guards, the Sons of Horus, are kind of spearheading in their offensive towards uh, Terra, uh, creating their the kind of uh, main base of operations for, you know, to to go into the next level of the heresy. Uh, things haven't happened so much out in the Rangian system as uh, besides rumors and, and some stray survivors from Istvan 5 has been, you know, pouring through the system uh, as it was one of the, like the, one of the relay points into Istvan yeah. to start with. Um, but, but shit has happened. And so we, we kind of kick off our adventure with uh, suddenly uh, the imperial governor realized that uh, something has happened at uh, the the beacon um, and uh, they go there and investigate and obviously all the astropaths has been killed and the entire mm. space station is kind of deserted there's massive fighting and shit but there's no traces of the whoever did this and and i won't go into that because that's future <laughs> things are going to happen so so i'm not going to go into more detail than that it's very obscurely uh che- che- cheeky bastards basically che- cut the phone yeah. line yeah kind of uh so they're they're trying to sort that out and figure out what the fuck is going on um and also the next thing that happens is they start to have more and more uprisings and rebellions all across the system mm-hmm. there's like rumors about you know horus is coming um you know, shit is going down, or like the emperor is dead. Horus has already taken Terra, and so on and so on. And so, so obviously, there's massive unrest going on. Uh, the classic, few uh, I was say classic, mis- classic misinformation and all that sort of jazz yeah. going on. And uh, the few Astartes that are still based there, like uh, them, together with whatever survived from Istvan Five that came back, because uh, mostly it's it's kind of a Iron Hands and so on, um, mm-hmm. stationed across the system. There's like a bunch, bunch of remnants from all, all kind of the scattered legions, sort of, uh, and some some few Imperial Feasts and other things. Um, so they they walk around there like there's there's heaps of stuff going on, and and suddenly what happens is there's a massive uprising at the Amara, uh, and they kind of like they, they they send like a battalion there to pacify it, but for some reason that they use mutiny and, and shit goes down mm-hmm. and they kind of trace it back to one of the noble houses because, uh, Vokatus that we will learn later on is, uh, basically a high world, uh, run by different noble houses. And they are kind of in, they're more interested in their own fucking gains. They don't give shit about the em- empire. They don't give shit, shit about Horus. We don't really know what's going on and why this particular house did what it did. But basically, it's starting the entire uprising and shit. And as part of that, there is an incursion from from uh, the traitors. Basically, there's a, a massive Night Lord forces that lands on, on the Amara, uh, on the planet of Amara, yeah. just to like so, so they're landing and trying to establish a base while the entire shit is going down. It's just massive chaos and confusion. So. Uh, while the uprising is kind of not too bad, but after the Night Lord lands, it just goes straight to shit. No. <laughs> Doesn't it always? Because <laughs> <laughs> now it's like panic and terror across the streets. So everyone is killing everyone. It's just, it's madness. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, if, if it was anything less, I'd be worried that they were showing up with boxes of chocolates and roses going, hi, free hugs for everybody. <laughs> but, but, it, but anyway, like this is, Obviously, this is a short and dirty version of the the fluff. This is this is trying to summarize forty pages of of you know text mm-hmm. uh, in, into a short little spiel of what's going on. Uh, but anyway, so obviously the imperial governor he has to do something um, like decisive, uh, especially since the Varangus is kind of important. Has one of the segments uh, main fleet bases where they have the imperial armada and so on. It, it's kind of very strategical. Uh, so they they take forceful measures. Um, they basically just take whatever they have and just go to Amara uh, and just try to kick the living fucking shit out of both the those rebels that are kind of mm. because it, it's kind of when when everyone is fighting everyone on the planet and no one's really going on like the 
the Adeptus Arbites priest is kind of like under siege. There is, uh, you know, the rioting going on, like they're, they're burning the infrastructure. It's just fucking crazy. It's sort of, sort of like Black Hawk down the entire town. <laughs> uh, inside oh, Jesus planet, God. Uh, with like <laughs> Night Lords added on top of it. Oh, God, so, like, that's horrible. Luckily, <laughs> luckily they have uh, a bit of Legio Latinicos that's uh, they're honor bound to be uh, permanent present on in the system as they were there during the compliance, which is also in the backstory, which I'm not going into now because there's fuckloads of backstory about like how they got compliant and stuff. But anyway, so so they just like they 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 take no shit. They land on the planet and they fucking they just go straight after the Night Lords, uh, and obviously Night Lords versus Titans, kind of one sided battle. <laughs> Which eventually happened at Gothcon as well, kind of one side about it. But they totally massacred the uh, these uh, rebels. So not, I mean, we're not talking night lords now. The other fucking uprising miners and you know peasants and shit that just walks around and they, they start screaming like uh, freedom against uh, you know death to tyranny and and in the end they, it, it kind of figured out that they they want to leave the imperium and but they don't want it. Uh, side with Horus, they want to have, they want back to like pre-compliance. Uh, so they have their own agenda, and no one has really know what's going on. Uh, but basically, they they just you know round up everyone. There's like a blank curfew. Round up everyone, just kill off the entire population. Grab mm-hmm. a new bunch of dudes from Vukatus and just <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no more rebels here. Uh, but something's going on because there's heaps of stuff, but they, they can't, they, they raid, the, eventually they, they kind of figure out with pick feeds and shit like that this uh, one house is behind a lot of this shit that's going on. So they raid uh, his mansion in Vocatus, mm. uh, but they can't find a trace of him or any of his okay. extended family or, or like besides the few security forces are still left behind. But yep. So, so they're busy there doing that shit. Uh, and then we, we, so it's kind of like a loyalist victory, but yeah. it's just because they managed to basically the, all, all they have to do now is just the only operations left on Amara is mop up operations for whatever, you know, separatists they find and whatever night Lords remnants they're still left over after the fucking big massive battle out in the ash wastes where they just basically fucking annihilated everything. And so, so nothing much is going on in Amara. And, and then while they're trying to figure shit out, obviously this was just a precursor to the invasion. The night Lords were just, <laughs> they were supposed to send there to, <laughs> to, to start kind of spreading panic because that's what they do. Uh, they Obviously. do that by they do that by breaking the breaking the uh, the uh, yeah. sort of outer ring of planets that are landing on the ground. Yeah, but this this was just like the the the, the precursor of invasion, and obviously it's happened right now because as soon as things were fucking semi coming down at the Mara, uh, and they were just they just got back astropathic communication from the Oculus Beacon. Uh, there, there's a massive, massive traitor fleet that's just transiting into the system, and there we are. And it seems that uh, you know uh, uh, after shit will happen, <laughs> and you realize that their main goal is to take out the, the body basket of the system, <laughs> where they basically get <laughs> all their troops. The body basket, yeah. so, the so body while, bit of labor. Yeah, so, while, so while a mass, like the ma- majority of the loyalist forces, have just finished their engagement at Amara, mm-hmm. they are just going and striking in for, in, into the like the the main heart of the system, which is Vukatus. and and obviously you know landing all these titans and landing uh, the bulk of their uh, solar auxilia regiments and and cohorts and so on uh, it's not easy to get them back especially when when there's a massive trader fleet transiting into the system because they have to engage the fleet they have no idea where, where they're going eventually obviously they're going to Vukatus because that's where we're fighting uh, but the the thing is that all those forces that could be better been ha- had been better positioned to not being committed to Amara yeah because they 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 
they went in with everything there. Like they yeah, needed, they, went, they went in hard. They, they needed to yeah, they needed to squash this a this rebellion because mm. otherwise they were a fear that they was going to spread across the system. And B, they needed to have like a, a massive victory against the traitors because of you know propaganda and moral grounds. So they committed like a massive bulk of their forces, including yeah. like their fleet and shit going on. Because obviously the Night Lord fleet, they just dropped their shit and kind of uh, went silent across the system and got chased down. So they were, they were two super like all the the patrol ships and picket ships are trying to hunt down like whatever the Night Lords are doing. So they. So they kind of, they every, all land forces committed to one place, and and the Imperial Armada, except the Strategic Reserve, is kind of chasing around after Ghost across the system to try and catch the fucking Night Lords. So they 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 were in no good you know strategic position to deal with this new threat that's coming in, and and obviously they are going straight for the heart of the system, which is the High World of Vukatus. Yep. And bad shit happens there. <laughs> oh yes, yes it does. Because it definitely goes way, way out of control. Considering <laughs> who, who the who the bad boys that are involved in this have. I was going to say this. This to feels like weird goes, shit. It goes like full Universal Soldier with ear necklaces and yeah. shit like that. Go goes down very quickly. <laughs> yeah. So so that's where we are right now, and obviously we'll see what happens here. Uh, Gothcon, um, basically the the fucking separatists got completely annihilated. I think they won like one game. Uh, the traitors were roundly beaten, and the loyalists won. So it was completely with the narrative. Mm-hmm. They kind of fit fit the flow with it, and and I think uh, Emil that won the wooden spoon, who was playing militia. I have no idea how many balls he threw at. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the narrative, uh, the precinct scenario mm-hmm. uh, that Adeptus Arbites, uh, yep. you know, the the GM table. Mm-hmm. And I think as as a game master, I must have gone through like eighty or ninety militia around. <laughs> it's just completely like I don't know what's going on. Like the the, the coppers were on speed. It was ridiculous. I think <laughs> there was like one Arbite that. Like a, a complete twenty-man militia squad, he is single-handedly. He won by killing two, and they ran away, and he's wiped the entire squad. <laughs> it's no, like, you know, you know what it, it was like you know totally what, ridiculous. You know what? It, you know what it was. Word got round that somebody had turned off the body cams and CCTV, so they just went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> was, so, like, there's no evidence. Get him. <laughs> just laid in. But it's, uh, you know, it's it's oh, it's it's great to hear how how it's building story-wise and. As much as it pains me to to know that the loyalists came out on top at Gothcon, it fits it fits the story beautifully, which is always always the aim of what we're doing, is yeah. to sort of pump that story. Well, they they did commit a lot of forces to Gothcon. Yes, they did, and uh, so that that's going to make this uh, this link on very very interesting. And we do have the um, the fact that we have the. And I think it's working super well at the moment is the separatists and having that faction as part of uh, as part of the narrative this year. Yep. It's nice to, to see that come in and, you know, really have a, an effect on, you know, p- people bringing different stuff for a start uh, as part of yep. the, the well, seen, overall. We've seen heaps of uh, event units now. Which yeah, cool. which is so cool. Um, and also having everybody... Um, you know, sort of jump into the narrative in different ways, which I think is absolutely awesome to sort of listen to it and to see get played out. And as you say, you know, it always leads to fun when you have uh, heroic arbites and you know <laughs> that lone gut, that lone that lone militia man or militia sergeant who, who whatever with a crack grenade or something manages to do something epic and heroic as he lies or, or stands amongst the piles and piles and piles of dead <laughs> dead men uh, going, look at the, oh god everybody's dead nobody's going to believe i did this <laughs> but uh yeah that's it's just awesome to see that you know all this sort of fun is is coming out which is you know what we wanted for it in the first place yeah so we need to talk about what's actually going to be happening at lincoln so 
just a refresher, as we've already, as we've literally just talked about it, uh, this year we are running uh, three factions part of our uh, narrative series, as Freddie's yep. already sort of laid on. Um, we have the, uh, the the classics, the loyalists, and the traitors, um, and then we have the separatist faction, uh, which yep. has been nice to sort of see see really sort of people jumping into wholeheartedly. Um, and, and, and we're kind of building the separatist narrative mm-hmm. uh, chapter by chapter. I know that that right now it's very confusing because I want to write it out of um, – I want to keep the theme of the black books in, in the style that uh, we write this. So mm-hmm. right now it's it, it's kind of we're talking about – we're trying to recap the history of what's going on and explain what's going on. And, and so far it, it's kind of confusing with, with uh, the separatist. We haven't really reached – the black book of the separatist yet <laughs> so which is going to be next book exactly um, when we're going to flesh be, out the separatist story of, of fuckloads which is going to be a lot of fun when, when we sort of hit Railtac prime but that is for another day uh, yep. for us to talk about so lincoln uh the event itself we're running it over two days because there's two two oh, the, the, well there's, there's one, the, one paint, painting course day and then there's Two days of uh, events. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was thinking more specifically the gaming, but yeah, let's let's break it down. So let's just quickly touch on that. The painting course. What's happening there, bud? Uh, it's uh, the masterclass for for uh, brush coats from Cult of Paints, mm-hmm. which is running on the Thursday, and I believe they sold out. So <laughs> there you know. <laughs> now you know the information. I'm pretty sure they sold out within a few hours. Or I know. I know because. I was organizing and registering everything on con uh, for the brush calls and like booking the rooms and shit. And then when I was done with that, I was going to, I jumped back in and tried to book a spot on the course and it was sold out. I was like, that's not very nice. (laughs) 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 But, but, but fuck you guys. (laughs) I was organizing this shit. What the hell? But yeah, well, the the boys are always flexible. So there's all, they always, there's always a way. But, uh, I'm going to be super busy on Thursday anyway. I'm going to use that time to uh, a I'm I'm playing uh, like a mega battle for Team Yankee. Oh, nice! And then b b I am um, trying to sort out the train and stuff. Yep, you got to get that all, so, all sorted. Sort, sort, yeah, because I, I I sorted the tables and stuff, but I'm gonna going to do some you know minor adjustments and shit. Mm, awesome! It's going to be very very cool. Uh, very much looking forward to see that all go down. So once we've actually got, I mean, we've got the painting course. The guys are coming over from Cult of Paint, um, and then we've got the the first of the two days of gaming, uh-huh. and that one is Adeptus Titanicus. That is right. So we, we're running uh, as part of the story, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I said that this assault is fucking massive by the traders, it is fucking massive. So uh, basically, it is on a planetary scale on, on a high world and they're committing titans so uh we're refighting the 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 initial super large uh battle for for the main control of of uh, vocatus which is mostly titans so the the first event we're doing is is the titan event and we have a couple of custom missions that kind of plays in hand with what what went down and yep. um so you can say future historical missions. <laughs> future historical. <laughs> future historical reenactment board game. Yeah, it gets confusing. Yeah. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Yeah, uh, so we're going to run that uh, the first day. So 1,500 points. Um, so I think mostly you'll have a mana pool of which is maybe four, three, three, four titans and then some knights. Uh, so we're going to do that for, for the Friday. And then on uh, the Saturday... Uh, it's uh, time for the actual 30k 28 mil event, which is uh, uh, yet again a new style of Centurion event because we're doing yeah. city fight Centurion, urban warfare Centurion. Yeah, it's oh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Like, guys... like, like Mox would say, it's going to be Lincoln Grad. Lincoln Grad, yes, <laughs> it is. All it is. I mean, it, to be fair, the last what is it? Is the last two years we've done uh, Centurion at Lincoln, or has it been three now? I can't uh, remember. Uh, two, two years. Last two years. two years we've been doing we've been doing it, and okay. it it's gone down so well. 
Um, yeah. it, I mean, it's such a great format. Um, yeah. But, you know. But it's, it's been like an evolving format. I think last year we did the special Centurion one where you had uh, the Centurion cards, the kind of like... Um, yep. Like you had a squad progression or you could have like weird tactics and so on. Mm-hmm. The year before that we did we did pure shadow war kind of esque. Yeah. But the but the last one we did the whole garrison raiding force, mm-hmm. which worked really well with Centurion. It, it did, and it, it does work very, very well. And this year, because that, that leads nicely into actually describing what we're gonna be doing, because we are using alternate city fire we're using alternate force org charts for this one yeah that's right so basically what i've done is i have um, together centurion with the city fight rules in book four and then kind of updated it and made it a bit more fluffy so uh compared to normal centurion you can actually have one tank in this which represent that that one support tank you have when you're trying to clear like a, a street. So yeah. either you have like a one with a big fuck off demolisher cannon, or you have like a you know some sort of armored vehicle which you can either use as moving cover, mm. or that has some sort of weapon that is a bit heavier than your normal heavy weapons. And there is a specific rule on that, isn't there? I mean, the, it's yep. not just you can't just rock a Spartan, for example. Are, <laughs> no, no, no. There is a specific rule you, for that. No, you can't have. Uh, you can't have more than three hull points, and it can't have uh, more than uh, armor valued thirteen on any any facing, which is really important because then yeah. then then it actually fits. Not yeah, just so basically like a, a predator if, or something like that. Yeah, it, that, it's not just fitting the narrative at that point. It's actually fitting the game pl- the game balance and the gameplay, which is yeah. really important. Um, and you know, especially with the, uh, the the classic hashtag, you know, multi bombing and stuff like that. Front armor thirteen usually leads to rear armor ten. Um, yeah. So crack grenades are definitely a thing if you leave it in the wrong place. Yeah. Well, uh, it's it, it's the thing that you like tanks in urban warfare. It, it's it's very hit and miss. You you need to bubble wrap that with some infantry, uh, as and you need to kind of do some combined arms there to try and. You know, find something, flush it out, like put like a skirmish line in front of it, and then do some bubble wrapping around it, and try to use it as some sort of sledgehammer to take key buildings. But, but the thing with Centurion is, even though if you would go, let's say you go fucking nuts on just taking um, terminators and shit, is hmm. it has to do with the missions that we're running this year. It's not going to help you if you had like some sort of mini Death Star Centurion style because. That's not going to give you any victory points in these missions because it's all about capturing. Like we 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 hand to hand combat building from building where you need to capture and hold. Like you need to have that uh, intersection. You need to hold that key building. You need to get that hill. You know, you need to have that ammo dump over there. And and so it's not so much about oh, I'm going to get kill points and kill everything I can do. And uh, you, yeah. you might kill that tank, but hey. You you wasted all your resources. And you're not holding your key key objectives here. Yeah, I mean, if if um, I, I mean, you can you can think of I, I can think of half a dozen different movie references and stuff which you could you could r- easily reliably run on and go. This is what it's like. That's what it's like. But I mean, the fun one that comes to mind is Kelly's Heroes. Yeah, um, because that's good. that is an absolutely awesome film. Um, but uh, <laughs> get your your paint gun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's well, you know <laughs> shoot it in the arse. It's fu- they're fucking tigers. What are we gonna do? <laughs> shoot them in the arse, yeah. man. Well, you always coming with these negative waves. Yeah. And we're, and we're we're keeping with the theme that we did last time. Um, uh, we're not doing any rights of war. I know mm-hmm. that's uh, controversial, but we don't want any rights of war. Kind of. I know it, it's a pro and a con, but. Uh, for, for this time, we want to tailor kind of like the, the feel of the force, and it worked really well with Garrison and Raiders, because then people are kind of doing a thematic force that fit in with the narrative and the story. So this time, like we're doing the incursion and entrenched force, mm. uh, but we modified it a little bit. Uh, so, but they, these are basically the rights awarded you have. So, and and we've done a, a, our own uh, city fight force organization chart. 
that reflects it, which we modified a little bit. And also we have a couple of events, special rules. Yeah, uh, well, for, we're going to go through all this. I think that's, yeah. I just wanted to touch on the flavor. Now, before we do go into this, um, let's just very quickly talk about how how it's going to play out uh, on the day, because how many, how many, we're running what, four games? Uh, three games. We, three we games, ran yeah. four games last time. Uh, yeah. People said we were getting a bit stressed. Yeah. I think it has more to do that we had shitty rooms, but yeah, because we were no, 40 was... players and we got, seriously, we got the rooms that we should have had 10 players, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, you, you rectified that fucking quickly. This yeah, time. I, fucking, I told them, I gave them my fucking peace of mind on that day and constantly all the way up to this. Uh, yeah, so for the last year, <laughs> they've had it in the neck from Freddy. So we have really, 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 yeah, really we good can't be nice like rooms. One of the biggest <laughs> events there and have like the smallest room of everyone. Yeah, slap, slap your event size dick out on the table and say, this is what we're going to hit you with uh, unless we get what we want. Um, yep. And that's where we find ourselves, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so three games over yep. the day. And the, the format in and of itself, fifth, so it's 1,500 points. Um, we have the event packs available. So if you're listening to this, you're not coming to the event, but you think, fuck me, that sounds like a lot of fun. I wouldn't mind seeing what they're doing. You can download them. They're available. You can go to the, you can go to the event itself um, on Facebook through our Facebook page. You can have a look um, there. And we have, I believe, if not, there will be um, the event packs from not just Lincoln, but Gothcon as well. I'll make sure they're in our um, event series folder, which is actually sticky to the top of our newsfeed on our Facebook page. Yep. Another good reason to go have a look at it. But, yep, so it's a 1,500-point Centurion-style um, event. Um, and we've got what we've got here is some of the, some of the sort of um, Varangian rules, which, which don't differ very much from, from the sort of globally accepted rules. But... Um, we do we do sort of say as part of it uh, this series you need to field an infantry character f- uh, from your HQ choice as part of your force as your warlord, and that's because we're building character progression um, over the year. We're trying to just sort of have people um, see the narrative build around their characters. Yeah, we had he- heaps of cool dudes doing last year. Like they started out with uh, last year we started with Lincoln, so they did like a little shitty centurion. And then they kind of buffed him up and did like another version of him for for the next event. So Which like the, the, the way, tank event, wasn't it? Yeah, the tank event. So they made him into a tank commander. So they had mm-hmm. like a little cool dude sitting in the turret. And then uh, obviously uh, we did the uh, Scandus, and then they made like some big fucking madass uh, warlord out of him. So yeah, which is pretty awesome. Um, as we saw, as with always with Centurion, you know, infantry walkers, speeders should be the force of the army. And this is bloody street fighting for the multiple hive cities uh, throughout the multiple multiple hive cities on Vakata. So as Freddie was saying, like Black Hawk Down, you know, there's a really good reference for it. Um, you know, there's lots of other things out there, but it the is the one with the rifle shoots and so yeah. on. <laughs> so on. Basically, yeah, with all that sort of jazz. Um, and here, so the overall sort of build of the forces: no special characters are allowed, no praetors, lord marshals. Planetary overlords or Archmagos um, primes, uh, and no phosphex whatsoever. Grumble, grumble. Um, yeah, I know it is, but you know, I, I, I like I like the fact that you me out in that way. I like it. Good, keeps me bitter, keeps me honest. Um, flyers, including fire monstrous creatures, so no flyers or flying monstrous creatures. Um, no drop pods, no super heavies, and no lords of war. Um, and then we have. Again, to reflect the type of units that would not only find themselves in this, but would would most likely be used in this type of fighting. Um, you find your choices on like bike squads, list uh, uh, restricted to zero to one. Attack bikes are zero to one. Jet bike squads zero to one. Artillery units zero to one of one model only. Monstrous creatures again zero to one unit of one model only. Leviathan Siege Dreadnoughts, because those guys do <laughs> make their points. Zero to one of one model only, and a tank. And like we've already said, uh, one tank, one vehicle, not a squadron, one vehicle with an armor value, a uh, front-facing armor value of no higher than 13 and three hull points. Yeah. Um, and one of, the, one of the important things, because we do get this a lot, especially from 
uh, with all due respect, certain certain um, legions and that who probably focus on this sort of thing. For example, you know, as we said, if you field a command squad and give them all bikes, that's your zero to one bike slot used up. But I, so, I got that uh, questions before. Um, obviously, that's the only way you can technically have two units with bikes because you can't give them bikes unless you're uh, whoever gives them a command squad. So yeah, delegates need a bike, obviously. For them to yeah. Have bikes. yeah. So that's the only way you can get uh, technically, but you still only get six bikes. So you can still have a bike squad of six bikes anyway. So. Whomever brought that up, I sincerely hope you moisturize your neck beard every night because <laughs> that is overtly specific. But well done. Ten points for law- rules lawyering. Um, and during this event, uh, because again, because of the narrative, because the way it's playing out, uh, we have uh, two force uh, force organization charts. If I'm right here, no, oh, it's one force organization chart. Charts of forces. Two, type, two, two types of let's call them rights of war. Yep, nice way of putting it. So that's the the traitors and the separatists will be using the incursion force right of war, and the loyalists will be using the entrenched force right of war. So. And then, then, like Freddie says, we have a specific um, sort of force organization chart for the force overall. Um, I tell you what, shall I be boring and go through that, and then you can do the the rights of war stuff because that's always the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. So basically, if you can fit all this into fifteen hundred points, good on you. Um, but you got one HQ compulsory. That's it. One one compulsory HQ. You've got two troops compulsory. Maximum six slots. Two elite slots. One fast attack slot, one heavy slot. Now, this is listed as compulsory. Yep. Um, and then you've got two extra heavy slots as well. So quite an amount, but you've got to realize where your points are having to be put there. Um, it There is an allied option on there, um, and that is uh, one HQ and one troop. Um, you can take, uh, it does have uh, what you've got fortifications as optional as well. Um, so it's it's all there. It's all part of the player's pack. But what really adds the flavor and what's really important, as we said, is sort of like the, the rights of wars, the, the incursion and entrenched for, forces uh, detail. So, Freddie, take us through those. Yeah. So basically, the incursion force represent the, the attacker or someone that is, well, in the separatist side, they're, they're neither defending or... Or attacking, like, well, they're mostly attacking because they're in insurgency, so, so to speak. Um, but anyway, uh, so the benefits, the command benefits is that all troops units um, get objective secure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with any unit with this special rule controls objectives and occupies a ruin, even if an enemy scoring unit is within range of the objective marker or has models in the ruins. Unless the enemy unit also has this rule, so basically troops, because you know you can have um, terminators. Yep, that that have applic- applicable advance, which means that they can score. Yes. There's o- other units that can still score, but they're not taken from the troops lords, which yep. means that the troops are the one that scores. And hence, tying back to what I said before, you can still have your mini Death Star. But your mini Death Star isn't the one that's going to score you fucking points. Nope. It is very much about yeah, so th- this what is, your troops are going to do. This is playing for. a little bit with how back in the day when they were trying to <laughs> trying to to do well before Seventh Ed got totally out of control in the forty k <laughs> stuff. There, there was a read because in the end, everyone fucking objective security was just madness. Oh, uh, sorry, but, sorry. 40k out of control. Say it ain't so, buddy. No, no, Say it ain't but, so. But this is trying to emphasize that it is your foot sluggers, your troops that are focused on like your 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 terminators, your other stuff that mm. also that have implicable advance or something like like your seekers and so on. Yeah, they're scoring. But if uh, a unit of troops holds that objective at the same time. Or embroiled in hand-to-hand combat with you guys, or whatever, it means that they have the objective because they have the boots on the ground. They don't have the specialist units. Yep. That have like, well, they they can take and hold objectives, but that's not their primary objective. 
So it's, it's to add in some extra flavor in there. Um, all right, and the other one is close coordination. Infantry units from this detachment gain the interceptor rule when within six inches of any vehicle from the same, same uh, detachment, but only when firing at enemy infantry models. And this is kind of comes into play with your tank there, or or if you have a dreadnought and stuff. And this is how you kind of if you, if you remember, uh, I don't know, but if you have done if you have ever read a manual about city fighting. And even back in the day, they used to even have telephones on the back of, of uh, a tank where, where the infantry commander can call in and, and communicate with the tank crew and stuff. It, it is to represent that you, you there uh, as the tank and all the sensors on the tank, you're supporting the tank and the tank is supporting you. And this is how you do it. You try to flush out an enemy out of a building. You kind of coordinate your fire towards that building and stuff. So it's kind of get that feel of of coordination and and kind of urban warfare, and that's it. You don't get any more bonuses. No more free stuff. Yeah, no more free stuff. You got some pretty good free stuff there, so no complaints. Yeah. <laughs> but mostly of that that stuff is was just to try and kind of, oops, sorry, try to kind of get the feel of urban warfare. You also get another thing, which is um, your your uh, warlord uh, when you are a traitor or a separatist. So if you're a traitor, uh, your warlord and his unit cause fear when charging enemies that occupy buildings huh? or ruins. Hint, hint. <laughs> but if, if you already cause fear, then um, the, the enemy has to take a leadership on 3d6, discarding the lowest die. Uh, okay. And for the Separatist, you get the Void Pirate special rule, and that is you get to roll an extra die when rolling for your Warlord trait. So it's kind of like uh, if a Praetor gets to roll two die, you know. So if you have this thing, you you basically get to roll two dice and pick whatever Warlord trait you want. So that that is for the Separatist and the Traitors. So you want to go through the, the Loyalist? The entrenched force. I can do the entrenched force. You, you just seem like you were on such a roll there. I was letting yeah. you go for uh, that. Obviously, to keep in theme, but that it is the foot, foot sluggers that do the foot sluggers. Foot sluggers. <laughs> the sluggers of the foots. Uh, no, so it's like the troops that do all the the main work in an in in a city fight scenario. Mm -hmm. uh, they also have objective secure for their troops. Yep, that's the the same one as. This the specific one you just you mentioned for yeah, the, just the one I mentioned, yep. and then because they are defending and they're kind of like they're they're defending this area and stuff. So that means on on the first game turn, all units with the infantry types have plus one bonus to their cover saves from ruins, defense lines, creatures, batman, barrier, blah blah blah, and so on. But they can never be better than two plus, obviously. And then the their character, if he fights in a challenge, any excess, excess, excess wounds inflicted by an enemy character are not carried over to the unit and does not count towards combat resolution. So basically, they are, they are desperate. They're cornered in the... Like, narratively, like they, they're cornered. They're trying to defend. They have their backs against the wall. And, and so they're, they're prepared to sacrifice themselves, you know, for for their course. Yep. Exactly. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Simple, it's not straightforward. It's a lot harder than that. But it's going to make a lot of difference. It really is. I mean, yep. the, the, the entrenched one is, um, you know, awesome. I mean, it's like getting shrouded <laughs> or mini shrouded. Um, yeah. something on there, but but um, only for your infantry, though. Yeah, but again, the, those those are the guys who are going to be important. The, yeah. Those are the guys. Well, who are you, you be... kind of notice it's a centurion. It's a centurion event. And yeah, you kind of notice that I'm 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 kind of forcing you to, yeah, you know, realize that having lots of, loads of infantry is good, <laughs> especially if you're trying to do some urban warfare. Because it very much is. Um, now, we do. Uh, did you? I did, th did think of here. Did you go through all of the Desperate Struggle special rules? Yep. Awesome. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and we have, again, with this event, 
and with all our events going forward throughout the whole year, we're running we're running our um, special event our special units, our event series units. So if you don't know what they are, and again you want to have a look at them, go along to the um, the event or the sticky thread at the top of our page on Facebook because Freddie has not only been writing mountains of fluff but been using his uh, prehensile testicles to use uh, a pen and write on um, write other stuff, which is including special unique units, which you can add to your forces to add different flavors uh, to, to the, the actual overall, all the flavors of the rainbow um, or whatever floats your boat, really, uh, <laughs> because there, there's a bunch of them. I think we tr- roughly, it's like roughly 10 units per event so far so for uh yeah, ten, ten years per event because yep. of size size constraints <laughs> that's, and that's they they're the, and they're ending up they're they're also part of the red books that are part of the swag this year which are fucking gorgeous um so you can actually see the the red books we have uh with all the information all the stuff we've talked about already all the fluff the missions, the special stuff, all that is there. So if you're actually attending the, our events this year, you get one of these red books, and they're up there with the sort of red book, black book stuff you see from Forgeworld, uh, as far as layout and design and what, what we're aiming for. So you can get your own very special one for this this event. And can you remember the title for this one? Yes. It is? Slaughter. Slaughter. Because... You know, it's not exactly going to be picnics and sunshine and happy <laughs> it's not, fucking. Not a fucking picnic in the in the burning hive cities. <laughs> sunshine, lollipops, and melt your fucking face off. Uh, it's not exactly going to work that way. <laughs> vortex grenades. <laughs> yeah, and vortex grenades to the face. Da, 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 da. No, it doesn't work like that. However, um, slaughter is what it's all about, and all the um, all the information is going to be there. Um, and we have, um, you know, lots of other cool information here. So this is this is going to be such a fun event. I can't wait to sort of hear how it goes. Um, as always, we're doing our best sport, which is something we, we take pride on because it's really important to us. Uh, we're also doing player's choice on uh, loyalist, traitor, and separatists. And if you're new to the Ranging Heresy and have no idea what we're talking about there, for us it's really important to be pushing the hobby and bringing it to the players to decide what they like, what they don't like, what they like seeing. So it's down to all the players at the event, and everybody gets to choose their favorite player, uh, an army, or each of the factions. So if you see something really funky, you think, this just sells me the idea of what a city fight should be, and especially for this particular faction or this army, then you give them your vote. And at the end of it, we tally it all up, and they take away some cool stuff. All the what, more, what more could you ask for, really? Um, so, yeah, we, we do our bit there as well. Um, so that's that's lots of stuff already sort of covered for Lincoln. I mean, is yeah. there much more we really want to dig into there? I mean, we have we have the fantastic uh, – we have a fantastic guest. Obviously, we have um, uh, Ryan Kimmel coming all the way from, from the good old US of the A, um, coming yeah. over to join us. And we'll have Henry, who will be playing. I believe he's playing Titanicus. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, that's Henry. Henry is playing Titanicus, and mm-hmm. Ryan is doing the Centurion event. Because he's uh, sightseeing with his missus in Stockholm first. And he is bringing, he is bringing his black shields, which look fucking amazing. Um, and, you know, just can't wait to see, see what... Uh, see what happens and yeah i'm looking forward to all the after action reports from where it all comes through yeah it's gonna be awesome and we we might use that on like the the day with points change for uh, unit rules and for your lovely lovely quad mortars (laughs) (laughs) if if you're running one of them without phosphix obviously yeah well it doesn't matter if you're not running phosphix yeah (laughs) we can also say that um there are some extra restrictions which Mm -hmm. Uh, we we already have basically every, what everyone's going to play already, but so we, we're running uh, because it's Centurion event. We we don't have custodes, mm-hmm. uh, but we have Sisters of Silence. Yep, and definitely. the Legion of Um 
they are the only one that can break the monstrous creature rule. So they can have two units of monster creatures. Um, uh, for fortifications, it has to be able to house infantry models. As in, yes. yeah, you have to be able to deploy a unit of infantry in it. Otherwise, it's just silly. So no, none of those <laughs> massive battle cannons left, right, and center. Because it's <laughs> an urban warfare yeah, kind of thing. So it, And it's a Centurion event. So we, we're trying not to have like massive, uh, weird... Fucking those uh, bulwarks of craziness and shit. Um, so, and, and to clarify that, I used on that you can't have a battle cannon on your fortification. Period. <laughs> uh, and also uh, fortifications, if you have them, uh, if you have skyfire, uh, obviously ignore that, and you can shoot as normal on the ground because we have no flyers. Yep. <laughs> uh, and you can only use fortifications from the rule book. So not none of those extra books. Um, and you can have allies. Obviously, we have that in our force uh, organization chart. Clarifying mm -hmm. again that you can't have a right of war. Yep. You use the entrenched incursion force. Uh, this is just uh, this is just a cursor because we get that question all the time. Uh, it's future. It's it's, it's future-proofing our FAQ, FAQ that all Malkador tanks, even though you can't have it in this event, but for all the future events, because people keep asking it, so I put it in here, uh, they get Machine Spirit for free. And then for the demons, because now we have demons, demons of the runestone can only field monstrous creatures as a heavy support choice of 0 to 1. No flying monstrous creatures are allowed, and beast cavalry is 0 to 1 as well. Yeah, and if you uh, this is the thing, if you love your cavalry, especially as a separatist, then you've got some Rough Rider units in there to play with. Yep, and they Which... have been out. They've been out at uh, Gothcon, and I'm pretty yeah. sure they're coming back for some Rough Riding in the in the ruins. Oh yes, uh, I'm I, the the lovely Mr. Ryan Kimmel uh, has a uh, 3D printout of a lovely Rough Rider for me. Which is uh, which I, I need to arrange someone to bring back for me. Uh, he has the the, um, the so the the Krieg boys are going to make their uh, make use of those fantastic models. They're so gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so I'm so glad we have something that exists for people to actually get Rough Riders back because they they were one of my favourites from the Imperial Guard. The Talon, tel um, not the Talon, the, the Desert Raiders. It was. Oh, what the f what the Attila Rough Riders? Attila, th thank you very much. I've been I've been rereading Talon recently, which is why I've got Talon on my brain at the moment with everything. Um, but yeah, the the uh, Attila Rough Riders they were just gorgeous models. Um, so it's just nice to see that you know bringing bringing some old school back and making it making it pretty as always. So yep. uh, yeah, it's going to be very very cool. Um, is there anything else we need to go over? No, I don't I think, think so. Of, I can't I think, think of it. We I do. It's going to be super easy, like a card system, so there won't be any special missions. Basically, you kind of use your cards to draw your missions and you just follow that kind of, just follow the bouncing ball and you'll be all right. So, yep. yeah. And we've got the event. The event team's going to be there. Freddy's going yeah. to be there. Eric's there. Magnus is there, I believe. Yep. Um, you well, know, he has to be. He's driving Henry. <laughs> Well, I put well, then he well better be there then. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a you know a lot of good people are going to be there, keeping an eye on the whole thing and being there to answer questions and everything. But you know, if you're rocking up to the event, it's going to be amazing. If you're just listening about it, we're going to do an after action report uh, in an episode's time when we have uh, have the boys back and we'll talk all through about it. Um, but you know, the one thing we love to say is take what we've we've put together, get it out there in the. Uh, in the gaming universe of your own and have some fun with it. These things are made meant to be played with. So, yeah. you know, have some fun with it. And we'd love to hear from you if you do have a run of these event we, packs we, yourselves. We, we don't copyright any of the shit that we fucking fill your boots. Just yeah. play it and have fun. Go nuts and enjoy because that's important. Uh, and then I guess the next thing to say is uh, after this, we happen yep. to have uh, a, our fantastic next event. Which is going to be the 
round tack event. Yes, that's it. Because I always get this. I always get them the wrong way around. I always say it's the painting course first, then it's round tack. Round tack, then the painting course. Yep. So round tack is the next stage of the story, and it's going to be a real time event. So we're going to be talking more about this in the future. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We want to see that event uh, filled out as much as possible. There are some places still available, so get yourself in. Well, we haven't even released the ticket. <laughs> I know, but there's, I'm just judging by the people that are, oh, shit, maybe, well, yeah, get your name down uh, well, on the list. <laughs> according to some people, apparently we have promised them to have tickets. Have we? <laughs> so, so some people have pre-booked tickets without there being any tickets on sale, but, you know. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Intriguing. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I get that. I get that approach for scanners, but fair enough. I mean, you know. I'm yeah, well, sure. we should scanners. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everyone I, that wants to have a pre-booked ticket, we have no tickets for scanners. I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, no, be chilled about scanners because we will we'll have sold scanners out for next year at this rate. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, we have Routac coming up. Uh, I'm hoping to make it's only, my, only my debut. Spots. 30 spot stuff for, for Altec. It's not like uh, the 40 maximum we've done for our other ones. Yeah. So, and considering we've never gone so low as 30 players. Yeah, you're going to have to get your... You need to get your fucking tickets uh, pretty quick as soon as we drop them. Get your teeth in as quickly as you possibly can. If, if, if this is something that you're interested in doing, imagine kind of uh, Mighty Empires, uh, Planetary Assault, uh, moving armies on the map, resources and playing buckloads of cool heresy games this is the shit for you yep it is it's going to be absolutely baller we're going to have a great time with it all and yeah we're just gonna keep moving forward on all this sort of stuff um and also just a quick reminder while we're here because this is all one episode don't forget we have the raffle um yep. running at the moment where you can uh, support our ongoing quest to raise as much money as Hobby, hobby and humanly possible to combat uh, Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Uh, Freddie, do you want to give everybody a quick, quick, you know, burst on that one so they've got it? Yep, uh, I'll do it. Uh, obviously, just like we've done every single year. Uh, yep, thirty-five uh, US. Uh, just go and look under our events tab on Facebook, and you'll find the the raffle there. Just go in there. Uh, right now, we have buckloads of prizes. I have. So keep saying this every single time. I need to write down exactly all the prices because <laughs> yeah. there's so many fucking prices it's getting out of control. But the main gist of it is we're raffling out uh, three fully painted 2,500 point armies. And mm -hmm. uh, one is going to be a, a militia kind of wor worshipping uh, a reaver, reaver titan. Uh, the second one is a dark mechanicum force. And the third one is ultramarines. Oh, yeah. All the cool shit. And there are uh, updated pictures going up on there at the moment. Yeah, I, I think Lin Linus, Linus has put on, uh, he's been working his ass off with the Mechanicum. He's, he's like been crushing some stuff out, yep. He has way too much holiday, so he's, he's, getting, he's getting super <laughs> uh, motivated to smash out some, uh, some Mechanicum. And he, but he loves painting them, so. I was going to say, he's, he's had so much holiday, he's going to have to go into basic training just to remember what his fucking job is, but, you know. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Well, you keep, you'll keep him on his toes, won't you? It's all yeah, good. I'll, I'll fucking abuse him <laughs> this weekend. Uh, yeah, no, but he, he's doing fuckloads. Uh, we uh, were helping Bjorn putting some um, units together at Magnus's place this other weekend. Uh, yeah. So, so he's getting started. He, he has already kind of trialed around a couple of colors and shit, so... He's ready to rock and roll. He's going to do it because he needed to paint uh, stuff for me, like terrain for Lincoln. So he, he's going to knock off the Ultramarines straight off the Lincoln and start doing heaps of fucking whips for that. So, And as always, there's going to be uh, lots of other uh, items being put in by members of the community. Uh, you know, everybody's, if you can't, and it, at the end of the day, if you can't afford to buy, buy a ticket, any donation is greatly received um if you can't donate any money please share the event with your friends whether they're part of the heresy scene or not this is an incredibly important cause and needs shouting out and needs pushing forward uh because good work is being done all the time and as i've said before and i'm going to keep saying it no matter no matter what at the end of the day we do not see any of this money none whatsoever uh, the money is handled through the Parent Projects website. All the donations go through them directly. 
So any, uh, you know, if you if you're buying a ticket, you send you send the details to them. They email Freddie with a confirmation, and he that's where we get the information for the raffle. But other than that, all of the um, all of the money goes directly to them where it should go. Um, so it can be put into play right away, uh, having the most effect, uh, most positive effect possible. Um, so yeah, it's just clear because I know I know there's uh, there's always a fair question of who's doing what and who's handling this and who's handling that and where does it all end up? It all ends up in the right place is what I'm trying to say, and that's that's the important, and that's why we yeah. do it. Um, so yeah, I think. I think we're gonna we're sort of wrapping it there, bud. I think we've yeah. knocked out about an hour's worth of good, good content. Uh, well, as good as best content as we, <laughs> we can put out, at least. Um, so yeah, let's let's do that. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, um, our next episode will be out very shortly after this. We'll be doing our link on wrap up. If you've got any questions, you want to ask us anything, get involved, or anything on those lines, you know it, you love it. Send it to the email at theverangianheresy at gmail dot com, or get in touch via the Facebook page. Uh, facebook.com forward slash the French and Hersey podcast. We're on there. We answer, we listen, we care, we love you all. Um, and I'm going to say it's a good night from me. And me. And remember, guys, treat life like 30K. Be angry in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and, you know, try not to lose your head. This is the French and Hersey podcast, signing off. Boys,